0: What is up, all you home slices? Um, home slicing? Home, home slices? You know what I mean. Anyway, I would just like to inform you that this call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance purposes. I'm just teasing you guys. What I really wanted to say is how grateful I am that you're listening to our podcast. That's right. I mean you. Thanks, friend. Also, I'm pretty proud how this episode turned out. I'm by no means a quality sound engineer, but I did my best to get the audio to meet my satisfaction, and I really hope my mom hears this and is super impressed. Love you, mom. This was our first time attempting to record with live guests, and our setup was super five-minute craft-esque, so our mics picked up a lot of echo and vocal bleed. However, I pulled some legit wizard stunts in the editing studio, and now you can't even tell. Unless you can, which in that case, just pretend you can't. That would be awesome. Just wanted to let you in on some behind the scenes secrets in case you got confused by anything wacky sounding during the episode. Thanks for understanding. Now, on with the show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thanks for Participating. I'm Sydney. I'm Josh. And we are the hosts of this podcast.
0: We have two very, very special guests with us today.
1: And they are Eminem. Yep. hey <laughs> That's my siblings, Melanie and McKay.
2: Oh, man. Well, I'm McKay. I'm uh, Sid's little brother. Actually, her favorite sibling overall. Yeah?
1: No, your, fa- your favorite brother. I'm her favorite sibling, Melanie.
2: <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, Sure. <laughs>
1: No comment. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a show from my our childhood. Oh yeah, called HR Puff and Stuff.
0: So how exactly was this show even a part of your childhood because ooh careful not to bump the mic. I know, that was um, an accident, sorry. No, it's fine. This show aired in 1969, which is 30 years before you were even thought of.
2: Oh yeah, it
1: was 30 years. Yeah, anyways, well I have an awesome aunt, her name is Leslie, and she definitely looks out for all her nieces and nephews. And when we were young, HR Puff and Stuff was airing reruns back when VCR, VHS Yeah, VHS was a thing, and she recorded them for us on the channel and then she gave us this tape that Melanie and I especially would obsessively watch and we loved this show when we were kids we would watch it all the time really really
0: McKay you haven't had as much experience with it right
2: no I I think I've seen like clips of it but I mean like I haven't really seen much of it not as much as they have at least
1: (laughs) it definitely wasn't a part of his childhood as much because VC ours also weren't a part of his childhood as much. No <laughs> for me. The <But> older, too. <laughs> the older generation. Yeah. Well, you guys did say that, like, I went to school with the Aztecs, so... Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't think we were
0: far off on that one.
1: <laughs> I'm not that much older than you.
0: I, I remember when we were at Utah State and we were waiting for Mel to finish her audition, that they had, like, these pictures up in the hallway of different productions that they put on, and I don't know if they had a picture of, like, HR Puffin stuff or just something that, like, looked like it, but that was when you first told me about it, and it was about this show that you said was, like, an acid trip, and it was super weird, and so I kind of had this expectation going into it, but it was not at all what I I thought it was going to be.
1: Okay, yeah, so, um, I totally forgot about that, but, (laughs) so... Basically, I used to watch HR Puff and stuff like all the time when I was little, but then like I took kind of forgot about it, you know, cause you grow up and, um, you know, you just kind of forget things that were a part of your childhood. Anyways, um, in high school one day, one of my friends was like, come here guys, let me show you a video. And he pulls up this video of like the five weirdest, uh, kid t- like kid TV shows And I was like,
0: like, you won't believe these actually exist. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly like that. And I'm watching it. And the second one is HR Puff and stuff. And I was like, guys, I watched that as a kid. I watched that. (laughs) And they were like, what? Seriously? I was like, yeah, that was one of my favorites. And that was when I started to realize how much of an acid trip that show really is.
0: Well, I don't, I personally am not too familiar with what acid trips are like, but. Coming out of watching a couple of those episodes, I don't feel like I ever want to know.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: It's almost much worse when watching the show than what you'd expect from like an
2: actual acid trip, I'd say.
1: Oh, because you're experienced with acid trips. Yeah, the
2: resident
0: uh, expert right here. Yeah. I don't think that's an admission of guilt, right?
2: <laughs> For Not at reasons, all. That
0: <laughs> um, Mel McKay, they came down today to go to the volleyball game with you?
1: I go to Brigham Young University. It is one of the few universities in the nation to have a men's volleyball team. And our men's volleyball team was playing in the finals tonight um, versus Pepperdine. And so I really wanted, like, I love volleyball. I used to play volleyball in junior high, and I love watching volleyball. And so I wanted to go... And Josh wasn't feeling up to it today, and so I invited my siblings to come down with me. And we went, and it was a lot of fun. Um, They won 3 nothing, despite a few bad calls from the ref, but whatever. As long as they won, that's the important part. Exactly. <laughs> it was a good time. Good time to be had.
0: I meant less about the volleyball game and more just about, like, the circumstances of why Mel and McKay are here. Oh. To, like, <laughs> record the episode.
1: Well, they came down to see the volleyball game. They came
0: down to watch the volleyball game with you, and and we had the idea to do, record the, because we were going to record the podcast tonight anyway, and since they were coming down, we decided to try to uh, record with them as guests, which is kind of stressful because we've never had two guests at the same time, and we've never had in-person guests before.
1: Yes, that is true. You guys are special.
0: Oh, I knew it. <laughs> and so... But you said so.
1: <laughs> Your mom said That's so, too. Your mommy said so, too.
0: <laughs> and so we're we're a little bit stressed with our, our setup right now. We had to do a really extensive sound check, and we're kind of just recording blind, and so we don't know if this is going to work out, but if it will, it should be a really great episode.
1: Yeah, we're excited for it. Us, too.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, after you guys got back from the... The game. We ended up watching five or six episodes straight of HR Puffin stuff. So it is fresh on the mind. We're ready to go. uh We're probably gonna have nightmares tonight.
1: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> we're <have> nightmares tonight.
0: <laughs> but at least we had ice cream while we were doing that. So.
1: Yeah. It, like HR Puffin stuffs gives me like very um like Beatles, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band era vibes. Especially, that I was am a the lot th- of words.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, most people will know what I'm talking
0: about. Okay,
1: and especially, I am the Walrus. If you've ever seen the music video to "I Am the Walrus," another acid trip, <laughs> another acid trip. That is HR Puffin stuff as a kid show. Yep.
0: Did you want to like pull up the just like the synopsis of the show on? What was it, Wikipedia?
1: Yeah, Wikipedia. Here is... Alright.
0: For all of those lovely listeners that aren't in the know.
1: Yeah, because most people don't know about HR Puff and stuff. It's pretty unique. But we found all but the first episode on YouTube. There is um, episodes 2 through 17 of the first season up on there. So if you all want to check it out feel free to if you're feeling like having a puppet infused acid
0: trip maybe we should stop saying the word acid trip on this (laughs) podcast (laughs) otherwise we might like uh (laughs) they might might tag us as a not family friendly
2: yeah we (laughs) might get the
1: e
0: (laughs) this is an explicit podcast (laughs) now
1: (laughs) all right well um so here's kind of the synopsis the show centered on a shipwrecked boy named Jimmy, played uh, by teenage actor Jack Wilde. He is 11 years old when he arrives on the island. Jimmy and a talking flute named Freddy take a ride on a mysterious boat. But the boat was actually owned by a wicked witch named Wilhelmina W. Wichipoo, who rode on a broomstick vehicle called the Vroom Broom. She used the boat to lure Jimmy and Freddy to her castle on Living Island, where she was going to take Jimmy prisoner and steal Freddy for her own purposes. The mayor of Living Island was a friendly and helpful anthropomorphic dragon named H.R. Puffinstuff. The dragon rescued Jimmy and protected him from witchy poo, as his cave was the only place where her magic has no effect. All of the characters on Living Island were realized... Oh, that's just the rest of it. Basically it's just a lot of puppets playing things.
0: <laughs> so if you if you don't know at all what we're talking about, please stop what you're doing right now. Pause this podcast, pull up YouTube, look up HR Puffin and stuff, and just watch the theme song. It like the theme song is the same as every episode and that will give you a perfect idea of what the show is like.
1: Oh yeah. The the first episode the theme song gives a perfect synopsis of like basically what the entire show is. And it leaves me with lots of questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll definitely jump into that.
1: I mean, the whole show leaves me with lots of questions.
0: Probably questions that we don't want answers to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. So you're back. You watched the theme song. All right. I think we're ready to jump into <laughs> it now.
2: All
1: right. Let's go.
0: I don't think anyone's really quite ready, but.
1: <laughs> no. Are we ever really ready for Puff and Stuff?
0: No. Never. So I was thinking that we can just kind of go character by character to start off, uh, start off with and just kind of discuss what our reactions were to to the show and our thoughts, our questions. And so let's start off with just the main character, Jimmy. My boy. <laughs> Yo, he can sing. I'll give him that.
1: <laughs> and dance. He's yeah. a
0: mechanical boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Carrie of the show. Um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's probably like the only person in the show. I mean, the witch is kind of like half person. Yeah, half prosthetics. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I guess they are half wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're more human than not human and everything else on the island is like humanoid. They're like anthropomorphic.
1: They're puppets.
0: Yeah, but they're they're puppets, but there's like animals, but and trees and clocks and just everything is alive. Like it.
1: Bells, yeah. <laughs> cling and clang are bells. <laughs> are they? I they? Ne- <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh well, because they're called cling and clang. We'll get to cling and clang,
2: anyways.
1: <laughs> Jimmy, he can sing and dance, but um, you know, in the theme song when he does like the I got the gum on my shoe move, <laughs> a classic, <laughs> a classic. <laughs> Truly iconic. I don't know what little kid runs around wearing a button-up shirt and bell-bottom jeans, but I guess it's Jimmy.
0: What? Yeah, he has the same outfit every episode because he's.
1: Well, he jumped in a magic boat and ran away from his family. I'm pretty sure he didn't pack.
0: Well, here's the thing: he, according to the theme song, Jimmy in the real world already had a magic flute. It's never really made clear what what is magic about the flute, other than. Uh, it can talk and it can play itself. And it's very, very uh, attached to Jimmy. But Almost somehow the witch attached. the witch from Living Island found Jimmy and was so like uh, covetous about this magic flute that she hatched the whole plan to lure Jimmy away from the land, the world that he knows, and say goodbye to his life forever uh, to come to Living Island where she could steal the magic flute. And so you would think that the whole show is about him trying to escape and get back. But so far in six episodes, that has not been the case.
1: Well, there was the one with the kite.
0: Yeah,
2: they had one yeah. escape attempt. But other than that, he seems just happy to be there.
1: He does sing the song that he's the luckiest person ever. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, there is the one where he tries to get the pogo stick and they do the show to raise money to buy the pogo stick so he can bounce off.
0: Well, I that's kind of something I've... I noticed is in every single episode they like they build up this plot uh and this uh conflict and then the conflict never gets resolved in the end like it's just such weird writing like as you as you're saying the they they want this magic pogo stick that can help him escape and the the guy who's selling it says you need like 200 buttons cuz they use buttons for currency <laughs> But they don't have 200 buttons, so they put on a talent show, and the witch comes to, like, participate in the talent show. And then after the show, she steals the flute and leaves. And then they bust into the castle to try to steal the flute. And then in the end, it's just like, okay, well, did they raise enough buttons? Did they not raise enough buttons? What happened to the pogo stick? It's just...
2: It's. Just, like, playing a scale and then stopping on the seventh note and never resolving it with, like, this <laughs> note you started with. Like, that's kind of what the show, like, leaves you with every single episode. Like,
1: yeah, but as a kid, you don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, you're just watching them puppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the, <laughs> the, fr- the first episode was, like, a similar kind of thing where the witch ended up stealing the flute and they break into the castle. And at some point, the witch, like tries to use her wand and ends up like splitting herself into two witches and then they're like oh no what are we gonna do and then it just like cuts to like the end credits and in the next episode like it all's fine and dandy like (laughs) it just they, they they reach their uh air time and then they just like stop
2: it's kind of like a reset s- button, you know? <laughs> just reset everything at the end of the episode.
1: I feel like it's like Spongebob in that sense, where, like, something happens in Spongebob, and then it just ends, and then, like, next episode it's resolved, and it's fine, and, like, nothing's happened oh, anymore. Yeah. That happens all the time on Spongebob. hmm Okay. Classic of our childhood. Before we Nick's talking about drugs for good, I just want to bring up the fact that in 2005... So this show was created by Sid and Marty Croft. Um they've done a lot of other shows and they've worked on a lot of other things.
0: Let's have a moment of silence for Sid and Marty Croft.
1: They're still alive.
2: <laughs> we were supposed to have a moment of silence, please.
0: What icons.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um the this is not the first time that someone has accused them of being influenced by marijuana and LSD. Um According to Marty Croft, he said no drugs were involved. You can't do drugs when you're making shows. Maybe after, but not during. (laughs) Well, I think the show itself is proof enough that they were doing drugs. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's all we need to see, really. But, I mean, that's what he said, but people lie. I don't know. Maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe not. We'll never know. But will we, though?
0: (laughs) So back to Jimmy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also i want to know what kid just sees a boat <laughs> that has like eyes and is like turn
2: the eyes turn
1: yeah let's jump on this boat that's given me this crazy shady side eye that side eye is like the first first indicator that, that is the witch's boat well, okay well hold I, on. Think-
0: I think the blame is on jimmy's parents because jimmy is 11 years old when this happens and any reasonable parent has to teach their child stranger danger and if they say, if a stranger tries to lure you into their vehicle, you say, no, no, no. And you go tell an adult. But here comes Jimmy with his magic flute and he sees this boat and the boat says to him, come and play with me, Jimmy. <laughs> and he thinks, hmm, this is a great idea. And he jumps in the boat and the boat leaves. And he doesn't know how to sail a boat. What's he going to do?
1: I don't know, man. It was the 60s. Maybe stranger danger wasn't as much of a thing.
0: <laughs> um, I'm looking that up. <laughs> I am fact checking when was when was stranger not stranger things stranger danger introduced right um out. Yeah.
1: actually it was inspired by h r. puff and stuff yeah.
2: after that too many kids just hopped in vans for candy, you know. <laughs>
1: Mm. Too many kids found magical boats that invited yeah. them to come and play with them. <laughs> it was a common
2: problem that plagued America back in the 1970s.
0: <laughs> Apparently uh, it w- the stranger danger was a panic of the 1980s.
1: Okay so so this was this was pre stranger danger so I can see why Jimmy wouldn't be as alarmed.
2: But I mean it's a magical boat. Of course we're gonna trust it. Like what
0: else are we supposed to do?
2: <laughs> of but. course.
0: It turned out that the boat belonged to a kooky old witch who had in mind the flute to snitch. Oh, that was the downside, unfortunately. <laughs> she waved her wand. The beautiful boat was gone.
1: <laughs> and then do you see, like, the monster arms that come out and, like, grab Jimmy, like, from the boat? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Definitely. plot twist Jimmy survives. Huff and Puff's HR Puff and stuff saves him. We We were just watching Harry Potter. <laughs> Well, Harry Potter with guns, but <laughs> same thing, really. <laughs> um, yeah, HR Puff and stuff saves him and like kind of cares for him on Living Island.
0: Should we talk about HR Puff and stuff now? Uh,
1: the ma- I don't know. Maybe we should talk about Freddie Flute and his uh, strange bond with Jimmy.
0: <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about Freddie Flute. <laughs> oh wait, I got this. So
2: if you want to think of Freddie Flute, but you have not seen the show. All you got to do is just think of Pinocchio from Shrek, because Pinocchio... As a worm.
1: Yeah, as a... I'm worm. not a worm, I'm a flute. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm not a... Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all you pretty
0: much need to know about the flute. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> well, somehow, the uh, McKay brought up the beautiful point, the amazing a- a- analogy that this whole show is just one like interconnected love triangle that it's true at
1: the heart of it is jimmy and the flute would you like to explain mckay
0: (laughs) of course so you've
2: got uh the classic love triangle okay so you've got jimmy the witch and the flute okay they're all after one another but like none of them likes each other and then
1: well, no, I would say Jimmy and the flute like each other.
2: Well, of course, but you know, then there's the beautiful witch, you know? Like, yeah. Pretty much like stunning beauty, the witch, okay? Her words. Yeah. <laughs> Her, Her words. words. <laughs> and so you've got this basic love triangle, but then you've got all these people coming in. You've got HR Puff and stuff, you've got, what are they, like, clink and clang or whatever.
1: No, the Vulture. The Vulture. The Vulture it has yeah, a thing the for vul- the witch. H.R. Puff and Stuff has a thing for Jimmy.
2: I mean, it's so obvious. Once you really look into this show, I mean... What
1: it's truly about.
2: The proof is everywhere, guys.
0: <laughs> That's all I gotta say. What do you think the takeaway is from from that whole uh, uh, lesson? Well,
2: I... The, the takeaway, I mean, it's truly... H.R. Puff and Stuff...
0: Is truly a love story. I <laughs> love mean, it like, can
1: be found anywhere. Yeah,
0: love can be <laughs> found anywhere, and it can be taken from you by anyone. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, mean, I mean, this was in the time of counterculture.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: hippies, peace,
0: make candy, not war. <laughs>
2: make candy, not war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we all need to remember that we need to make more candy and less war. Yes. So.
1: Agreed. Candy for president. <laughs> but not for mayor cuz that's HR Puffin stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the mayor of Living Island is this dragon with a huge head and like googly eyes that shake in his skull mm-hmm. named HR Puffin stuff. What do you think HR stands for?
1: HR block. <laughs> H- <laughs> H- H- um, let's see. Um Heinrich Ruben stash
0: Heinrich Ruben stash Puff Puffin stuff. So so you yes. think it's like actual like first first name, middle name, or first initial, middle initial, puffin' and stuff. And not like uh uh happy reptile puffin' stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, JK Simmons. Like that's mm. those are his initials. He goes by JK.
0: Or it could just be like
2: just initials. Like he doesn't have a first or a middle name, it's just initials. Like mm-hmm.
0: Or it could that's be, like, valid point. Uh, Like if he's Dr. Puff and stuff, oh. but they don't know, like, on Living Island, they don't know what abbreviations are. So instead of, like, if, say, he was a doctor, for example, he would just be Dr. Puff and stuff. They wouldn't say Dr. Puff and stuff. And for some reason, HR is the abbreviation for mayor.
1: Human resources. That's what. <laughs> Human resources, Puff and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it.
0: Hey, guys. This is Josh from the editing studio. I just wanted to chime in real quick and say that while editing this episode, I did look up and do a little bit of research and I wanted to uh, tell you guys what I found. So apparently the title HR is never explained on the show, but many at the time interpreted it as a code for hand rolled puffin stuff, which I'm sure you can guess uh, what that is referencing um, and that the character's title of mayor actually is short for marijuana Apparently, the physical appearance of Puffin' Stuff actually resembles a cannabis bud. And the theme song of the show gives strong hint at drug-related subtext. I mean, the last line seems totally out of context unless seen as a pot reference. H.R. Puffin' Stuff, who's your friend when things get rough? H.R. Puffin' Stuff, can't do a little because you can't do enough. Um, but the creator Marty Croft has always denied the influence of marijuana on their creative work, and he says you can't do this work stoned. And he claims that HR merely stands for Royal Highness, but backwards. So that's all the explanation we have on what HR Puffin Stuff, where that where that name comes from. But uh, it's up to you to decide what you believe. So uh, stay woke, folks.
2: I must say, his political strategy for running for mayor is truly perfect. I mean, who wants to go up against, what would you say, like, seven foot, maybe eight foot tall dragon, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, who'd want to go up against that? Like, there's no wonder he has made it to mayor in this wonderful town.
1: But for some reason, Witchy Poo isn't afraid of him. Don't. Maybe it's because she's got the magic wand. Do not. But his, But in his cave, her powers don't work. So, that's, mm. that's probably why he's mayor. Yeah. He's got that blue sash to show it and everything. Oh yeah. Iconic. And those boots, man. Oh, those God. white point like pointed boots. Those I would semi. wear those boots. <laughs> those are iconic.
0: My favorite thing is that in each episode, whenever they're like walking out of a house or when they like build like the fake bird bicycle thing and they're all like crammed inside and it shows them walking out and you're like there's no way like this huge dragon fit in it and like jimmy has to like pull him out and (laughs) they have to like make sure like the the top of the head doesn't come off
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah can we talk about how the vulture fell in love with that bird
2: I mean, like, sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's I mean, no just, wonder.
2: Just look at the bird. Just I, just one what, a <laughs> yeah. what a kisser.
1: What a kisser. Like, punches him in the face.
2: <laughs> the classic boxing glove through the mouth, you know?
1: Well, it was a classic Trojan horse, but it was a bird, a Trojan bird, as one might call it.
0: So, this is this is one of the many schemes that H.R. Uh, Puff and Stuff and Jimmy make to break into the witch's castle to take back Freddy the Flute. And they decide, we are going to build a fake bird that the vulture that works for Witchy Poo will fall in love with and he will invite us into the castle. And that's how we'll get inside.
1: Yep, foolproof. It was foolproof. I mean, the vulture totally fell in love with the obviously fake wooden bird, brought it inside, and was still in love with it even when it was on its side and everything was open where they had just crawled out. And you can hmm. see inside it, through the mouth. Classic. So, I guess this is a good time to bring up Witchy Poo's two cronies. Uh, we haven't
0: v- even brought up Witchy Poo yet.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Witchy Poo. Real star of the...
0: Wilhelmina yeah. W. Witchy Poo. Beauty Queen herself.
1: <laughs> Witch of the Year. Yeah, Your favorite publication, Mickey.
2: That's right. Second to none.
1: I thought it was second only to Cosmo.
2: That's right. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, there's not much to say about Witchy Pooh. She's just the evil villain that, you know, is stunningly beautiful. Again, her <laughs> words, not ours. She's an evil mastermind. I think she really, like, she compares with, like, some of the evil greats, like Voldemort, you know? She's right up there.
1: You said his name.
2: Sorry, he who must not be named.
1: One thing I don't understand Is why does she want the flute? She has a wand. That's she has magic. And they took her wand when she had the flute and she didn't have magic then. So why does she want the flute?
2: Well, it's very obvious. In one of the uh, episodes, I mean, they had that. What was they put on a show? And I mean, I'm sorry. I'm normally a Witchy Poo fan, but (laughs) her act was completely flat without the flute. And so I think. The orange one? Yeah, the orange one. I mean, like, call me crazy, but.
1: Yeah, I'm going to call you crazy because the orange act was one of the few things that I remember clearly from that show. Okay, but
0: one... all I'm saying is if she just had the flute. <laughs> she... Oranges, oranges. There's another one. Oranges, oranges. There's another one.
1: <laughs> oranges, oranges. Who said oranges, Not oranges. With oranges. <laughs> that disguise just brought back so many memories. <laughs> yeah, so she, her and her two cronies, they wear these, like, orange like capes kind of imagine like you know the rain ponchos that you would wear to like a baseball game or something when you're outside like those like like plastic camping ones but it's orange and then the gigantic orange sunglasses that are like twice the size of her head so like those like you couldn't tell who she was yeah exactly it was uh it was a mystery mhm i mean it fooled everyone on living island so
0: i don't know why she thought that disguise was such a good idea when she, we see in a later episode that she is clearly capable of m- much higher quality disguises when she, like, transfigures her face to not look like a witch. Yeah. Looks like- Just like a, like a regular old lady.
1: Yeah. I don't know why she went with that one.
0: She would have had anyway. red...
2: Ra- what is it? Oh. With, like, Red Riding Hood or Little Red Riding Hood or whatever. The wolf. Uh, with, like, the wolf or whatever. Like the wolf is the grandma.
0: I- but
1: the wolf in this case is a spider. That's true. <laughs> Which I never knew was a spider until today. <laughs>
0: Looks like a l- little tiny gorilla.
1: Yeah, the only reason I know it's a spider is because of uh, Wikipedia. So thank you, Wikipedia, with your help.
0: Maybe we should start and like HR Puffin stuff, like specific podcast, and just go like like episode by episode through the whole thing. Um and document how it's changed the world.
1: That would be iconic. Iconic, yes.
0: They don't pay us enough to do that, though.
1: (laughs) No, they don't.
0: I think really you have to feel empathy for Witchy Poo because obviously she lives in a lonely world without music. Because in the episode where she actually has the flute, all she does is put it on the table and ask it to play music for her while she dances, and then. Uh, she gets really, really excited when he starts playing really jazzy music and she, you can see that she's happy. And then Jimmy and Puff and stuff come and they take it away and they never even asked her why they never stopped to wonder, why do you want my flute? And if they just could have had a conversation, real friendship could have been made. And, you know, I feel like that's the whole point.
1: This is another, another one of those TV shows where the whole plot centers around a misunderstanding where if two characters could just talk to each other, the whole show wouldn't exist.
0: I feel like that's every show.
1: That's like every Disney Channel show. Mm -hmm.
0: If only we as audience members can convey the importance of communication.
1: Hey, it didn't work in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm just going to say that. He tried to communicate.
2: And thank goodness, I mean, all these movies and stuff we're talking about is Pretty essentially real life, so I mean, like, as we've learned like Sid said, I mean communication is very bad and we don't want to communicate.
1: And that's the lesson we really learned from HR Pub and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. No fun adventures <laughs> without communic- with with communication, adventures suck, because you're not going to have any good ones. Just saying. That's where all the greatest rivals ever come from, is misunderstandings. And Living Island. yeah yeah. Yeah, that kind of spices things up (laughs) I mean first of all that's a
1: touch of romance you you
2: got the trees that you just walk by they don't say anything but they just stare at you as you walk by
1: yeah they just like follow you with their eyes (laughs) acknowledgement at all of the trees they just watch you it's
2: like government issued trees like they're
0: supposed to watch you (laughs) Okay, what I don't understand is there are trees that are alive that work for Witchy Poo, and there are also trees that are alive that are good characters. And what, I don't know what makes anyone, you know, like what separates them. If, like, Witchy Pooh planted the trees, or if they, for some reason, have these, like, supremacist ideals that coincide with Witchy Pooh's.
1: Maybe she put a spell on them. I think guys, that's possible. The for- she talks about her forest, so the bad trees must be in her forest, and the other trees.
0: Also, oh, it's like a geographical thing.
1: I think. Yeah.
0: So it's like.
1: If you're planted here, you're good. If you're planted here, you're bad. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh! <laughs> so, over- looking, kind of guys, we are
2: overlooking the simplest plot. I mean, it's very obvious that candy is a huge part in this world. How do we know Witchy Poo just isn't giving the trees candy to be on her side? <laughs>
1: She did lace some candy with some sleeping pills once, and made that was shady a f
0: <laughs> what what's crazy is that the trees they don't think that they're doing the right thing and they don't think that they're on the right side. they clearly state that they are the evil trees
1: yeah that's true self awareness <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're going to be an antagonist, at least being mindful about it is the first step. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was, like, always one of my questions when I was a kid. Like, do bad guys think that they're the bad guys? Or do they think that they're, like, the good guys? Because, you know, like, a lot of, like, superhero movies center around villains who, like, like have twisted thinking and see themselves as the good guys. You know, like Thanos. Like, thought he was a good guy for, like, snapping half of the universe.
0: He needed to bring balance. Yeah,
1: to bring Thanks. plot twist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert <laughs> if you haven't seen Infinity War. <laughs> um, That came out, like, five years ago. <laughs> um, Yeah, like, he thought he was doing the universe a favor and, like, doing, like, the good thing by snapping away half the people.
0: Or they, they think the ends justify the means, but in HR Puffin stuff they they don't have that benefit of audience members being able to see things their way or being able to empath empathize with them cuz it's not like oh we can see where the trees are coming from it no it just completely leaves you baffled you're like why are they doing this they they admit that they're evil it's like you know it's totally like unreasonable and unrealistic character development
2: yeah like the only background we have on the trees is just either them watching you as you walk by or them stating that they're evil and are going to take you to the
0: witch i mean okay also do you realize the very terrifying implications of the guards of the castle who are animated skeletons are those the dead remains of former inhabitants of Living Island?
1: Oh, freak. <laughs> I never
0: about that. I mean...
1: Oh, man, maybe
0: Wilhelmina
1: Witchypoo is worse than we thought. <laughs> Yikes.
2: I'm like, I put her up there with Voldemort, just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, McKay called it. <laughs> he knew it all along. Maybe. I mean, what else would they be? Where else do you get a skeleton to animate? I mean, something has to die first.
0: Uh- The local Halloween shop, just saying. Well, I'm wondering is, do you think that those skeletons were... Do you think they were on the same side as Witchy Poo during their lifetime, or do you think that she corrupted their remains after they passed away, and that they are mindless zombies? I mean, if we look at it from this, like, Jimmy could be, like, not the
2: only boat, like, incident. Like, for oh. some, not as
0: fortunate as. <laughs> oh, shoot! So she just lures children with these magical artifacts to the island, and once she has the artifacts, she just kills them.
1: <laughs> now I understand Stranger Danger. I
2: mean, I don't want to <laughs> say yes, but I mean, the yes. <laughs> I've,
0: n- I've never been more grateful that I didn't get my letter from Hogwarts when I was 11. Up <laughs> in a magical boat. Well, I, I had no reason for the boat to even be there. I had no magical artifact.
1: Okay, well, how did Jimmy get Freddy in the first place?
0: That's the whole point. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Is Freddy from Living Island?
0: It has to be because it's a living thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. He must have come from Living Island. Are the
2: witch and this the is so meta together to bring... Mm.
1: Oh. <gasps> oh. We haven't seen to the end. Maybe that is the 17th episode. Maybe that got canceled before they could bring that plot twist to fruition. Yeah.
0: <sighs> there are a lot of times where Freddy seems to act uh, carelessly that seem to lure Jimmy to the castle. Like one time he literally jumps out of jimmy's pocket to turn himself into the witch
1: just inchworms his way across the entire (laughs) island yep very very slowly (laughs) slower than an inchworm yeah i'm not a worm i'm a flute (laughs) (laughs) just a classic
2: i know i like there really is no evidence stating which side the flute i mean like for all we know the flute's just because Countless times, the flute gets into the witch's hands every episode. Like, I mean, you've got to wonder, is it just Jimmy' stupidity? Or, or is it, yeah, Jimmy, or is it the flute, you know, working? <laughs> well,
1: I don't know, man. There was that one talent show episode where they figure out she's the witch, and she just runs straight at Jimmy, and Jimmy just, like, holds out the flute, <laughs> and she, like, grabs it and, like, shoves him aside and then runs away. <laughs> You're like, uh, I think you could have done better, Jimmy. Yeah. You you kind of suck. Uh, yeah.
2: Jimmy's just... You don't
1: deserve the flute.
2: Jimmy's no. not number one when it comes to protection. We'll just say that.
1: <laughs> but he's, he's number one when it comes to dancing. Oh, yeah. I'm a mechanical boy.
2: <laughs> one of the priceless songs from this TV show.
1: Okay, that is the song that I remember clearly because I just had, like, muddy memories of the show when we were watching it and Mm -hmm. when we started to watch it like it all started flooding back and there were things that looked really familiar and I'm pretty sure Mechanical Boy was the one that we watched over and over and over again because I remember that song and that whole episode that was the one that I remembered the most yeah exactly I mean I remember like several of them but yeah but I remember most things from that episode yeah exactly especially that song it's iconic if you guys need a bop go listen to mechanical boy
0: it's i think it will induce like uh existential crisis though because he he talks about these things uh, you know i'm just gonna pull up the lyrics i i it's just beyond my words that i just have to quote it
1: (laughs) It went right over our heads as a kid (laughs) totally (laughs) If you can find a lyric sheet for Mechanical yeah. Boy,
2: I mean like like for going right over the heads though, like thing like Disney has the same thing where you watch stuff as a kid, and you're like, "Oh, this is a great movie," and then you see stuff you see it as an adult, and there's like some things you're like, "Oh,
1: like oh. Sh- like Shrek, I don't know why our parents oh. ever let us watch Shrek yeah.
0: <laughs> okay i I found the lyrics.
1: you found the lyrics? Oh my God, easy. What?
0: I'm the best
1: <laughs> that's gotta be in like the deep corners of the internet
0: <laughs> no it was the first google search result wow Okay, I'm a mechanical boy like a mechanical toy I follow directions whatever I'm told I never get hot and I never get cold I never have lived so I never grow old that's because I'm a mechanical boy I'm a mechanical boy like a mechanical toy I do as I'm ordered and never ask why. I never can laugh and I never can cry.
1: Sad. (laughs) He does have. Uh,
0: Excuse me, I'm not finished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I have to start all over. Just kidding. (laughs) I never can laugh and I never can cry. I never have lived, so I never shall die. That's because I'm a, because I'm a, because I'm a. Because I'm a, cause I'm a, a mechanical,
2: mechanical boy. boy. <laughs> All I'm saying is, like, those lyrics near the end, I mean, like, the witch is literally opening herself up to a revolt from anyone she turns into a mechanical boy.
0: Like. I, I feel like she, she, she cast this spell on Jimmy to turn him into this mechanical boy, and based on the song that he sings, she, I feel like that's a, that is a punishment worse than death. I mean, he can't feel joy, he can't feel sorrow, he's never going to grow old, and he can't die, and he's trapped. Well, technically, it's a 24-hour spell, so he's going to get out of it eventually, but we don't know that at first.
1: Is it a 24-hour spell, or does he just have 24 hours to bring back the flute? Did she just give him that deadline?
0: That's a good clarification to make, and I do not have the answer.
2: She does give him the deadline, because he says, I have to get the flute back within 24 hours. I'm not sure whether the spell breaks then or not.
1: I don't think so. I think it's just a deadline that Witchy Pooh gave him, so he doesn't take too long, you know.
0: Yeah. So he's trapped in this
1: hollow shell of a man. <laughs> of I mean, he's boy. not hollow.
0: He's got analog parts all on the inside.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Mm-hmm. But got... forever.
0: Or he never has lived. But that's the that's the thing. Is all of a sudden it like erases his prior existence as a real boy, and I've ne- I have never lived. So I never shall die. Somehow she just messed with like the fabric of space time. And it's just mechanical boy only exists in the here and now. And that any past life experiences are irrelevant or like a different timeline or reality or something, you know? Deep. Because <laughs> he clearly states, I never have lived. S- so in that moment, what happened to the actual living Jimmy? I like, we've got to
2: think if the witch is willing to do this like going back to the skeleton guards like i'm just saying like
1: yeah she seems powerful and ruthless if she's willing to punish jimmy to be like a robot forever she's probably willing to kill little children that she lured on her <laughs> island
0: just a theory though just uh <laughs> is is witchy poo the reason why everything else on the island is alive like, is she the one that animated everybody's houses and all of the clocks and everything?
1: Yeah, I could see, like, because, I mean, obviously she's very powerful, but she's also not too bright. And so I could see, like, her, like, totally screwing up her magic and just, like, accidentally animating everything that's on the island.
0: Either that or because she's not really, like, she's only the antagonist to Jimmy's story. She's not really, like, the villain to the rest of the island. Uh, Because we've seen that the rest of the island is more concerned about the candy factory like shutting operation. And so it's like man versus government with them. And who is the government? H.R. Puff and stuff. So she could just be the reason why they have all been imbued with consciousness and life. And maybe they're all very grateful for her. And it's only Jimmy and Freddie that have any quarrel with her
1: well i'm sure hr puff and stuff is a real thorn in her side because he always like he rescued jimmy and freddie and is helping them and trying to get them back home and trying to keep freddie away from from witchy poo so i feel like hr puff and stuff could be an antagonist yeah he was the one who took her wand with a fishing pole kind of oh yeah he like fished her wand
0: maybe hr puff and stuff was the only like inhabitant of the island before the witch got there because he's a dragon and that's like his cave is the only place where her magic doesn't work so that must mean that everyone else on the island is under like her influence somehow because that's where the extent of her magic uh, has control
1: or i mean puff and stuff when he fished her wand out of her hand with the fishing pool he used it and split her into two witches huff and puff puff and stuff <laughs> clearly is magical too what if he cast a spell around his cave
0: i just thought it was implied that all dragons have like magical abilities don't don't aren't you familiar with uh fantasy rules and regulations
1: i'm more of a mystery genre person myself
0: okay clearly you didn't <laughs> do your homework for the episode
1: what are you talking about wait but i read the whole wikipedia page no <laughs>
2: okay do you remember that tv show what was that tv show where like the two kids they had like this thing and then whenever they like touched like this thing dragon's
0: tails. Tales. dragon Tales. dragon, tails. Tails, dragon yeah. tails it's almost time for dragon tails yes yes mm-hmm.
2: i'm just saying the facts right there all in dragon Tales, like
0: on whether they can use magic so hr puffin stuff is a long lost relative of <laughs> i don't remember any of those dragons names <laughs> yeah
1: same <laughs> But wasn't it the wand that gave him the magic? he stole her wand, and that's when he had the magic. and the so- witch only has powers when she has her wand. So is the witch magical? Do you have to have magical powers to use the wand, or does anyone who have the wand? Does anyone who have the wand have magic?
0: I guess we have to keep watching because we are only like, a third of the way through this season. And it was canceled after the first season because uh, the Croft brothers ran out of funding. I guess we'll have to keep watching and then do a part two and let... Because I know we we will take the burden upon us to find out how this story resolves itself and if Jimmy ever gets home, which I'm doubting he does. It's just, you know... It
1: just ends on a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. But, like, just so that our listeners of the podcast don't have to go watch the show for themselves because we would not wish that on our worst enemy we will uh what are you talking about the
1: show's amazing
0: you are right i don't know what i was talking about oh what a mystery this is
1: it definitely is not gonna give me nightmares tonight
0: definitely not wink wink
2: I do what I want and
1: I'm never It's a bop and a half. I do what I want and
0: i never remember. Why.
1: It is a bob and a <laughs> half. <laughs> ah. Okay. They all have names. Okay. Orson Vulture. Classic. And Seymour Spider. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are her crones. We forgot about Cling and Clang.
0: I don't know what else there is to say about Cling and Clang. They're these mute. EMTs, I guess, that work for HR Puff and stuff, and they
1: and they live with him too in his cave. <laughs> <laughs> I always
0: oh, is that a growing up conflict of interest?
1: Well, who is gonna stop them? HR Puff and stuff is mayor.
0: You always have Witchy Poo. <laughs> Why? How come Jimmy never stops to like realize that you know the extent of the corruption? There's there's more to life than just a witch trying to steal your magic flute. He has to look at the bigger picture. And this, <sighs> where are the adults? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, they, Cling and Clang, are actually bells, which is why they're named Cling and Clang.
2: I still have yet to see proof of that.
0: Like <laughs>
1: They I do mean, not look like bells they... at all. Because
0: they have faces, they have arms and legs, they wear like these little firemen uh, get-ups.
1: And they drive on like a fire truck. They're very like Three Stooges physical comedy-ish. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, if you if you look up an image oh. of them, you can't see what part of them is actually supposed to be a bell, like a handbell.
1: They're like humans. They are his rescue racer crew. Oh, okay. they, He called his rescue racer crew as oft as they rehearsed. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's his rescue racer crew. Guess I should have listened to the theme. The most song, reliable in town. Terrible. Yeah but i you know it was it wasn't until wikipedia told me that they were bells that i realized that they were bells yeah i don't get that at all
2: <laughs> i still don't see the bell like but
1: i mean how would you if you were costume design how would you make an animated bell i more of a bell I shape i would give
2: up i <laughs> i wouldn't like
1: they're like human shaped almost though you would quit McKay.
2: oh yeah i i just give up i mean like why even bother?
1: Diva, quit! I can't do this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm out, and then read my long lists of why I'm out. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Have my play out music.
1: Or do what Michael Scott did. Or <laughs> what is it? You? I can't think of it right now. <laughs> Which, like, when he quit, and he's like, "You don't know how high I was." <laughs> <on."> <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's too late mm-hmm. for me to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what are you talking about? This isn't even anywhere close to how late we've recorded episodes before.
1: It's past my bedtime.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's getting there.
2: (laughs)
1: Stupid Bat apparently is supposed to be a big character.
2: Wait, is his name actually Stupid Bat?
1: Yeah, he's only showed up like twice. And every time... he just, like, hangs upside down. I'm like, he's going to pass out eventually. Yeah, that actor. I wonder how many, like, takes they had to do with him just, like, hanging upside down. The poor I don't
0: think they did very many takes for any of the scenes in the show.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why he's not, like, a main character is because he couldn't handle hanging upside down for that long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I don't know how long I could last upside down.
0: Should we just wrap up the episode? We're at 58 minutes.
1: Oh, dang. Yeah. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say about
2: it. Mm-hmm. I think we've said
0: all that we need to say. I mean, it's an... I think we've puffed ass. and we've stuffed and we've exhausted ourselves of anything to talk about. Just huffed too much, guys.
1: <laughs> so did Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> and that's how we got here in the I, first place. I think the show
0: is laced and somehow that has infected us. Oh my gosh.
1: Guys, I'm telling you, go watch the music video to I Am The Walrus and then watch H.R. Puff and stuff. Same vibes.
0: Well, I haven't done that. Let me do that Same
1: real quick. Same vibes. <laughs> I remember one time in high school, my, my band teacher is a huge Beatles fan. And one time in high school, we were watching I Am The Walrus music video for some reason. I can't remember why. And I just was like, "There's no way drugs were not involved in the making of this." And he's like, they weren't on drugs." And I was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I love and respect you, but um
0: <laughs> okay, but we like seriously need to stop talking about drugs. Okay. <laughs> All right, and now time to make
2: it even less kid-friendly. Uh,
1: <laughs> you want to teach us some four-letter words, McKay?
2: <laughs> All right, let me go down the list, starting with... <laughs> Actually, I got a great three-letter Maybe, letter please, word. Please,
0: please. <laughs> So are we going to wrap up?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. I
2: probably
0: should. <laughs> Before we talk
1: <laughs> about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Before we get the FBI questioning us on whether we actually did drugs <laughs> or not. Uh... For
1: legal reasons, this was all a joke.
2: Okay, I'm okay. going to mute your audio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, one quick side note. Um, I want to let you all know that McDonald's was sued by Sid and Marty Croft for copyright infringement because of hr puff and stuff
2: Yo. of course i can definitely see that
1: yes i guess they ran an advertising campaign called mcdonald land
2: what were they trying to get were they like trying to get money or anything or were they just like stop
1: well it's a fantasy mcdonald land was a fantasy world used in the marketing for mcdonald's during the 70s through the 90s <laughs> and it was based off of the concept of HR puff and stuff, and so the Croft brothers sued for copy- copyright infringement,
0: I, and they won. I remember that McDonald Land, like oh my gosh, uh, oh my gosh,
1: were you alive in the '70s?
0: Through the '90s, yes. <laughs> no, because I still remember like going to like McDonald's places and they had the play place. Like, mm-hmm. r- don't you remember like all of these like characters? That McDonald's had, like the like the talking burger and like the purple like
1: the hamburger,
0: uh, like the purple chicken nugget thing, all of these like you know, and then like they made them like more cartoon and like I think there were, I can't remember if there was like animated cartoons f- you would watch, and but like my grandma had toys of all of them.
1: Oh yeah, I vaguely remember this.
0: <laughs> There's the hamburger, but then there was also like actual talking burgers.
1: Just call Oh, them out.
0: so the purple thing, his name is Grimace. And he is a large, purple, anthropomorphic being of indeterminate species with short arms and legs. So if you ever wanted to know what he is, he's of indeterminate species.
1: Sounds like a lot of the things on Living Island. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, they're supposed to be determinate, but they are not. <laughs> nope.
0: Despite what they say. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, One of them looks like a Pokemon. Thanks for listening to our episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at joshisrich, separated by underscores, and you can follow Sydney at dipyourchicken.
1: Oh, you can follow our podcast at tfp underscore pod on Instagram, and we're also on the Twitter at tfp underscore show.
0: Be sure to follow us on social media for fun promotions and surprises in the near future.
1: If you have any feedback or episode suggestions, please send us an email at participating.podcast at gmail.com.
0: Please also uh, go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. Uh, that will help us be able to reach more listeners in the future.
1: Um, our cover art is done by the very talented Vaishan Brandon. You can find him at graphite.vmb.
0: Oh, our music is done by Mitch Fry at FireFry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube.
1: That's F-I-R-E-F-R-E-I. I feel like we need to specify fry because it's spelled weird.
0: Um, But also, like, it's all written on the episode description. So. Oh,
1: that's true. That's fair.
0: So if they have a question on how to spell it, it's all there.
1: All right. Well, we'd like to thank our guests. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks for having us.
0: Do you have any last words? Um, I just want to
2: say, I don't know how you guys edit this and are <laughs> able to listen to your own voices because every time I even like just hear like a little snippet of my voice, I Like instantly turn like whatever I'm listening to off. Yeah,
0: Yeah, well whenever I listen to a snippet of your voice, I do that too. (laughs) I
2: think we all do that. Actually, so
1: rip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um please don't invite me back. (laughs) May stuff be with you.
1: (laughs) What about you, Mo? Any last words? My Venmo is (laughs) 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 just kidding. (laughs) All right. Thanks for participating, everyone.
0: And that's a wrap.